for listening to Flowcast, where we tell stories about people changing lives in hopeful ways for the life of the world. Here is an exclusive bonus session we think that you'll enjoy. Earlier, I wanted to bring this up, but we were going on about uh, other topics, so I didn't want to interrupt it. Okay. So I also want to know, though, how was it? To be in the Sinclair Lewis house in Duluth. I, I really want to know the stories you have about that place. I've seen it, and it to me, I thought it was a mansion. It is a mansion. Oh, okay. It is a mansion. How did you know I was it? How did, did you do some research? Yeah, do my research. Oh. We're a team. I told you the team gets the oh, job done. That's wonderful. Yeah. Okay. Sinclair Lewis lived in that house in the early 40s. And... Um, he was an author, of course. Okay. And it was a mansion. Uh, for instance, there was a bowling alley down in the basement. Oh, wow. There was a upstairs on the third floor. It was like a dance floor where they used to have gatherings and things like that. Um, there was a German silver sink in the, in the one of the between the kitchen and the dining room. Uh, oh, you would. There were things I discovered. If you hit a button under the mantle, it would open up, and there was a hiding place inside where you could keep things. Just having lived in a place of a person who was that famous, you know. Yeah. Now people in town say he chose his character sometimes from the people that were in Duluth at the time. They could see them in his novels and so on. They could see those personalities. There was a. a huge picture window and he looked out that window and you could see Lake Superior. Gorgeous view. In my bedroom even at night when I would look out if the moon was on the lake and there would be ships coming into the harbor. It was just um, a whole different way of life from Illinois. Well the reason we even lived in that house was because somebody in the parish bought it for back taxes like they do something like that and donated it to the parish. So that's how it happened that we were able to live in that house. And when they first bought it I think there were probably about 13 sisters there. When I was there, there were only six of us. There was a huge grand piano in the living room. That grand piano right now is up in the chapel. <laughs> because when I was there, I discovered in the archives that the people who had donated it said this this piano was to belong to the Dominican sisters and not to the parish. Well, when we were leaving there and they were leaving that place, I remembered that. So I said something to the people in charge here. So they looked into it and that piano got brought down and it's the one in our chapel. So I played that piano, you know, yeah. up there in that in the house. I don't play it here because I let my music skills kind of <laughs> deteriorate. Oh, there were, I think there were six fireplaces in the house. Now we didn't use them all, but <laughs> there were two of them that we used, you know. I remember one year they had always wanted to have an open house and they decorated the house all for Christmas, you know, on Sinclair Lewis's 100th birthday. And uh, I think we had 500 people go through the house that day. They couldn't go upstairs, just the, but, but people were curious about it, just like you'd be curious. What is this place like, you know? It was an experience. The other thing about living there was that um, once in a while you'd see a big bear go across your yard at a certain time of the year when they were migrating, you know? Sometimes if, if our if our wastebasket outside our garbage can was knocked over and scattered, we knew it was a raccoon. If it was taken all the way down the road, we knew a bear had been around, you know. That was another thing. They said, don't ever go anywhere. If you see, one time there were cubs up in the trees, bear cubs, you know, and they said, don't go anywhere near them because that means the mother bear is very near. So it was just things like that that you'd never happen here, you know. Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. They were wonderful people, lovely to work with.
They were good people. They wanted the best for their kids and their parish. I can picture the house right now, right? The house sold and somebody else bought it and they sort of uh, rehabbed it so that it came back to, you know, of course, it, it, there were lots of things that needed to be done to it when we were living there because it was an older place. But yeah, it was it was a magnificent experience, you know. Thank you for listening to Flowcast. Join us next week to hear more stories about people changing lives in hopeful ways for the life of the world. 